Hey, good evening all and welcome to season two of Roticism Magazine's weekly podcast. Tonight, we're talking about buying and selling adult websites. My name is Kevin, the erotic photographer. I'm your host. And tonight, my guest is Bruce Friedman from a site, adult site broker. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Very easy for me to say. <laughs> so evening, well, good afternoon for you, Bruce. Good evening for me. Uh, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's it's uh, it's a real pleasure to be here, Kevin. So, how did you get into the adult industry in the beginning, Bruce? Did you start doing websites and things, or how did you get into the business? It was a huge mistake. No, um, what what happened? Well, it was kind of by by accident because I used to make all these trips out here to Thailand, and uh, I would bring back pictures of. Uh, should we say friends I met along the way of course. Um, in various states of undress, which you can certainly relate to being a photographer. For sure. And um, I wasn't very good, but the girls I took <laughs> pictures of were quite lovely. And all my friends were like, oh, man, you ought to start a website. This would be great. And, of course, they didn't know and I didn't know all the realities of 2257 and all that. And I'm, I looked into it, and very quickly I found out that there were legalities there. So I backed up, and I went, hmm, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I certainly like Asian women. And so I started a site called AsianAndHot.com, and it had mild success, but I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, I didn't do the homework that I now tell my um, my general consulting clients to do because I also have a general consulting firm, Adult Business Consulting. Put a plug in there, and there's a there's there a link go. on my adult site broker site. And I wish and we'll I put that link here in the description. Awesome. And I wish I knew somebody like me then. It would have saved me a lot of money because it was. You know, I, it had mild success, but it lost money. I actually, I actually entered the adult industry around the time where you could lose money in adult, and I'm uh, not afraid to say that I did. But it was—I look at it as an education, expensive education. So, um, how many decades ago was it that you actually started doing this? Uh, these trips to Thailand. Uh, I oh, I started coming to Thailand. Let's see, I always go by age, I was 41, I'm 64, 23 years ago. Oh, wow. And I got into the adult industry just about 20 years ago. And so I had that site, I also did a site called latinandhot.com. And at a certain point, I got rid of those um, and moved into what my core competency had always been, which was marketing. Um, I had been a marketing guy back since hell, since I worked on the high school newspaper, you know, selling ads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're from the and, same generation, so back then it was everything was print. Well, yeah. So anyway, um, now I'm sure the high school newspaper is online. So I'm hopeful, um, I'm hopeful of that. Well, yeah. yeah let's, uh, let's. Every let kid's us, got an iPhone. Let us pray. Do, so. Let us yeah. pray. So anyway. Um, I, uh, I started my marketing firm, and that, that went quite well. And it actually is still around, adult uh, B2B, but adult B2B marketing. 
my main emphasis these days is number one, uh, website brokering, and number two, the um, general consulting. So um, after a while doing that, I started having people ask me, well, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And my attorney at the time uh, said to me, he goes, well, I hope you're charging people for that. And I went, oh, I'd just like to help people out. He goes, well, charge them. <laughs> so I started charging for the consulting. And somebody asked, somebody asked me if I could sell their, they had a group of, uh, of uh, gay affiliate programs, small gay affiliate programs. And he said, do you think you can help me? And I went, yeah. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people in the gay space. I had actually gone out of my way to uh, to get out of my comfort zone and start start attending the uh, the gay parties at the shows. Which back then there were what they called gay parties. Now they just have one party, but you know it was uh, there were gay parties and there were straight parties. And I guess there are some still gay parties. But um, the guy kind of who brought all that together uh, was Morgan from CyberSocket because he had his CyberSocket parties. And all of a sudden he brought the mainstream in and everybody was going to the same events. And also the Phoenix Forum with their, uh, when they, the late great Phoenix Forum, when they had uh, had it, um, they always had a part, big party and uh, it was very, very gay oriented. So, um, but it, you know, I mean, you know, uh, little by little by little, uh, you know, the straight people showed up too, and it was one big happy family. Um, well, that's that's the way these things start out sometimes, aren't they? Absolutely. So I went ahead and I got this thing sold in like three weeks, and I will look. I'm like, I made a good chunk of money. I'm like, <laughs> wow, oh, this is easy. So, well, it wasn't that easy. Um, that was the only time I've ever sold anything in three weeks. But the good news is that it got me onto something that nobody else was doing in the industry, really doing well. And what I've done is I've taken it and made it a business and made it something that um, really were the premier broker um, in the in the adult industry and and really the go-to company uh, for you know both the big and the small people uh in the uh, in the industry big and small people i sound like like i'm talking about tall and midgets but you know the big <laughs> companies and the small companies um, yeah and what, what 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 would you say would be um the average investment for jq public to you know mm -hmm. to come into the adult industry by a functioning website well because that's what you broker right functioning websites? yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. we you know, I have a lot of people asking me about domains. The thing about domains is 99.9% uh, .9 of the ones that people contact me about aren't worth what they're paying to renew them every year. So um, it's, and domains are really hard to sell. And really I try to leave domains to the domain experts um, we'll list domains if we consider them quote unquote high value or $30,000 or more. Uh, as far as websites, we don't sell anything under 50,000 and I still have, and it's on my website and I still have people contacting me. Well, I got a website to sell. And my first question is, well, how much did it make in the last three years? And, uh, through, you know, up to year to date this year. 
Oh, it's making about $10 a month. <laughs> yeah, well, huh. I mean, here's the thing, okay? Um, unfortunately, most people don't read. <laughs> um, again, you and I are of the age that uh, we were kind of taught to read things. People don't read. And um, so I have to explain to them, well, go back to my How It Works page and read what it says there. Um, what I've also done to be nice is because I'm, I'm always nice and I'm always courteous to people, although it frustrates the fuck out of me, um, is we started um, uh, a marketplace, okay, ASB Marketplace, for people who have properties that are valued at under $50,000 or domains valued under $30,000. And um, it's free. Uh, we don't charge a commission and anybody can sign up and anybody can buy and sell there and it's the only domain marketplace in the adult industry that's free and um, you know your listings likely to get banned if you if you put it somewhere else on a mainstream site um, I think there are some adult domains on Flippa but there you pay uh, other marketplaces uh, there's one other marketplace in the adult space you pay we don't charge um, and the simple reason is I wanted to have a place to send people to instead of just saying fuck off um, <laughs> well I wouldn't say that anyway but you know and kind of in a nice way saying fuck off um, I say hey you know, unfortunately, it's not uh, up to our minimum of $50,000, but you can go to ASP Marketplace and list it, and uh, you'll get an audience there. So, and so the people list it themselves. It's kind of like uh, listing. Oh, it's on... self, totally self-service. Totally okay. self-service. Kind of like yes. listing on Craigslist. and. Uh... Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we got a really nice um, you know WordPress template, uh, a classified template, and um, it works. And and they do their own negotiating and haggling with the with the buyer or the seller. Absolutely, I have nothing to do with it. Once well, I good. send once I send them there, I'm out of it, which is really my goal. <laughs> it's a nice way to say goodbye. You know, it's a nice well, way to say I can't help you, but this this site can help you. And yes, I also happen to own it. There you go. And when you when you started in this and you you started your first Asian sites, um, did you do your own content or did you yeah, buy content? I, I, yeah, I didn't get to that. My biggest mistake was I bought content, okay. and I bought previously viewed content, and it was kind of at the point in the adult industry, my luck, where that kind of thing didn't work anymore. So it just never really took off the way you know um, uh, sites with original content do take off and um, you know I, I did I mean it was a nice site and everything but I I really effed that up and <laughs> it was just a bad it was just a bad move all the way around and again if I had done my homework I would have gotten things shot or maybe I wouldn't have done it at all. Probably in the end, I wouldn't have done it at all. If you knew now what you, if you knew then what you know now, you probably wouldn't have done it. 
You know, if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have never even gotten in the industry because that was my entry in the industry. So even though I lost a good chunk of money on it, I'm really glad I did because I love this industry. I love the people in this industry. Well, there are exceptions, but <laughs> I, for, for the most part, they're my family, you know. And, We're a community apart from everything oh, else. Oh, absolutely. And I... You know, you and I haven't met yet, although we're, we're certainly building up a good, uh, you know, rapport uh, through email. And it's the first time we've actually talked, which is cool. And I know one of these days we're going to meet meet up at one of the events. One of these events, um, yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm toying with the idea of going to an Exotica. The only problem is it's really not a B2B thing. And everybody I ask says to me, they go, I go, well, what do you think? Would it be good for my business? They go, well, you'd have fun. Yeah, it's yeah, about all there is. But I live in Thailand, you know. I don't, yeah. I don't fly to the states to have fun. God knows, I don't fly to the states to have fun. <laughs> There's plenty of fun to be had here. You know, if you want to have fun, if you want to have a good time, if you want to enjoy yourself, I'm ten, I'm ten minutes from Jomtien Beach, you know, by car. I, you know, I do a, I do a ninety minute speed walk every morning at five thirty a.m. out there. Um, you know, this place is crawling with beautiful women. I also have. Beautiful wife um you know i mean uh the 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 meals are wonderful the lifestyle's wonderful i don't have a lot of incentive to leave certainly not to go to the states i mean well, i didn't I, for 26 years i mean i i stayed in mexico for 26 years wow. because it was a it was a life you know yeah. it was a, a yeah. slower speed sure and sure. the women are the women are beautiful and oh, yeah. Yeah, mexico yeah. is kind of like uh, Latin American melting pot. Yep. If you don't know, you know we get a lot of oh, yeah. people that come oh, yeah. in, uh, immigrate from Venezuela, from Colombia, mm-hmm. uh, and so I mean we've got a we've got a great variety. We've always had a good variety mm-hmm. of models to shoot. Yeah. So hey, I mean, I'm, I've spent. I, lot, just like I, it. I haven't seen your work, but I really want to. I've uh, I've spent a lot of time in Mexico. I used to. Um, I used to uh, be go to Cabo a lot. I went to Cancun. I went down to the south some. Um, I just I used to spend a lot of time on cruises. I've been on over fifty cruises. So uh, I love Mexico. It's a damn shame what's happened to it with the uh, with the cartels and with stuff. With the cartels, yeah, and the government. Which just, oh, wait, did I repeat myself? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <sighs> So. Anyway, and, and so the, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you is now, so let's say I have a website and my website is selling, um, let me give you a, a real example. Let's say my website is selling $49,000 um, every two weeks. So we're talking about ninety-eight, $97,000, $98,000 a month. Let's just say 100000 Yeah. What <laughs> would my website be worth? I don't know. It would depend on the history. If it let's just let's just take for example, let's just say, and you know, don't quote me on these. Let's just say um, it had been doing it, it was doing eighty thousand a month in twenty nineteen, ninety thousand a month in twenty twenty, and in twenty twenty one it did a hundred thousand a month, and then it's also growing by the month. Okay. Yeah, I would say a site like that would probably be worth between. Um, let's see. Oh, you're gonna make me do do math here. God. Do a little bit of so, math in your so head. So per year, well, 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 wait a minute. Then what? What would the profit be? Is the question. 
Well, let's, just, let's just let's just say it's a hundred thousand profit, okay? Because God knows I don't want to do too much math. Let's exactly. say it was one. Let's say it was one point two million in profit uh, per year. A year, okay? Yeah, um, it would be worth anywhere's from on the low side three times profits to on the high side three and a half times and maybe even a little more if you're getting month over month growth. Uh, the adult industry is notorious for having very low valuations as compared to the mainstream world. Um, and Speaking about websites. Yes, yes. Okay. Websites, companies, yeah, whatever. Um, as opposed to the mainstream world where sometimes in the mainstream world you can get 10 times valuation. So. Well, that, that's that's interesting, and you know, and the good thing about—not I don't know if it's a good thing—but one of the things about Mexico that's probably very similar to the Asian market is that the when we're paying models and porn stars uh, mm -hmm. to do scenes here is right. far under what you know the yes. U.S. is, and oh, yeah. so there's there, there's definitely a higher profitability. Oh, absolutely! But don't try to don't try to do porn here. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Thailand? That's a, that's yeah. That's unless that's a, that's unless you have a, a hankering to uh, to go to prison. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's kind of very like illegal. Actually, porn is illegal through much of Asia. Um, and you'd be surprised. I mean, Thailand. You think, oh, Thailand with all the prostitution and everything? Exactly. Well, yeah. believe it or not, prostitution is illegal. Okay, um, is it permitted? Largely, uh, but porn is highly illegal, and it's um, they put people in prison for long periods of time for producing porn. Lately, some um, OnlyFans performers have been arrested. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they've searched them out and arrested them. Uh, believe it or not, they're actually um, very, very close. Probably. 90 to 180 days away from making uh, marijuana legal here. <laughs> it's not legal there yet. Oh, no. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, it's, you know, Thailand's notorious for people going to prison for drugs. Um, I mean, back in the day, they used to execute people for drug possession. Yeah. Um, and that, now it's that life doesn't in prison, happen anymore. It's life for um, 20 years or something in prison? not for possession for dealing dealing it you can there are some very long prison sentences but um for um yeah for possession now i mean possession could probably even be beat but and i'm not sure if they're planning on making recreational legal or just medical medicinal? my guess is yeah i think they're just starting with medicinal like everyone okay. else has but you know that, um, excuse me, you know that um, recreational usually comes shortly after that. And let's face it, they're looking ways, looking for ways to, to raise uh, government tax revenues after um, the, um, the tourism market's gotten just, just smashed here. You oh, know, another, here. another thing, another thing that they're, they're in the process of doing is legalizing casino gambling. Okay. Yeah. Well, here in Mex here in Mexico, we haven't gotten to the legalized casinos yet. We haven't legalized marijuana, even though we probably have the biggest growth farms of marijuana in the world. 
yeah. um, right here in Mexico. And oh, sure. Oh, sure. So, yeah. I mean, it, good it's stuff, one too. The, and, and really good stuff, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, have, we haven't gotten to that point, even though the U.S. and Canada are all, you know, little by little, they're, the states are legalizing marijuana. Yes. Not in Texas yet, though. Texas is still pretty hardcore against all kinds well, of drugs. That's, well, that's Texas. Yeah, and it and it will continue, I'm sure. Yeah, well, let's see. Let's let's see if uh, uh, let, let's see what happens when it turns blue, and it will. Yeah, and the interesting thing about the prostitution is that you know we know in the U.S. that prostitution is is illegal, but there are some licensed brothels in Nevada, mm-hmm. and here in oh, Mexico, yeah. here in Mexico, an interesting fact: prostitution is legal. It's protected by the Constitution as Okay. Um, a person's right to engage in the gainful activity that they want to, hmm. basically. And okay. the odd thing about that is, is that you can't register to pay taxes as an escort. You have to um, technically register as an independent business person, like a sole <laughs> proprietor would be in the U.S. But the activity uh-huh. doesn't sexual, exist. Sexual facilitator, maybe? Well, no, because facilitation of <laughs> prostitution is illegal. Like, for example, for me, if I went and I posted a link and I said, this girl offers her services, then I could be prosecuted and right. go to jail for up to 20 years for facilitating. So, I mean, and in the new bill that Mexico drafted, the new law that they drafted, they included yeah. pornography and they included uh, public nudity and, and public eroticism. I was mm. I was arrested with one of my with one of my girls. My girlfriend and I were out doing a photo shoot on the street, and we were arrested for um, public eroticism because she uh-huh. was dressed in she was dressed in lingerie, and so we were arrested for uh, for that. And I got eight hours in jail and a and a twenty hours fine eight hours. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bet. Although I'll bet eight hours in a Mexican jail must have seemed like eight years. And it was it was just it was just this one room, you know, that the local jail had because it was a local jail. It wasn't like going to the oh, county God. jail or anything like that. Yeah, Oof. it wasn't a penitentiary. But you know, you went in, you saw the judge and the cops. You know, were you came, were you were you kind of like were you kind of like uh, in in Mayberry with uh, what was his name Oscar the drunk or whatever the hell his name was? And he used to sit in the <laughs> cell by himself and he used to open the cell by, by himself and close it. Yep, they had my girlfriend. They had my girlfriend <laughs> and I were both there. The door was open. You know, oh, you know, it was so hot. You know, the weather was so hot. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah. can I go stand outside for a little while and get air? Sure, go ahead, go out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's nice. You know, um, I spent, um, I got arrested in Scottsdale, Arizona for ticket scalping. Okay? Oh. I was just trying to unload a couple of tickets, and uh, it's illegal in Scottsdale. There's a lot of things illegal in Scottsdale. It's illegal in New York, but I won't. <laughs> but I won't get into that. So anyway, um they actually put me in cuffs they put me in the car they drove me to the jail which by the way is right behind the stadium i was i could hear the public address system <laughs> I, they put they put me in a cell they printed me they took pictures i was in there for about i don't know 20 minutes and then they released me 
but of course they took my tickets as evidence. Now I was mm-hmm. I'm, a spring, I'm a spring season ticket holder of the Giants. Okay. Oh wow. So I went, so I went to the box office and said, "Hey," and it was like the third inning by then. My my wife's waiting outside on the lawn. You know, um, I um, went to the box ticket. box office and said, "Yeah, we forgot our tickets. Can you reprint?" Sure, sure, sure. Well, we just walked in. And then, and then when I did the um, did the trial by phone, I remember I was still in the states at the time, living in San Ramon, and the uh, the judge said to me, he and I there was one one point on there which said uh, one of the terms of probation was you can't return to Scottsdale Stadium, and I said to the judge, <laughs> I go, well, I just wanted to let you know I'm a spring season ticket holder. He goes, just be good. <laughs> Yeah, the judge anyway. that we got, the judge that we got was pretty cool too because he yeah. was uh, you know, he was a young guy mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, the state police they took uh, they took video and they took photos of what you guys were doing." And I was like, "Well, you can clearly see that she was, you know, she was covered. She yeah. wasn't, you know, she wasn't uncovered. There was no right. she wasn't naked. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. wasn't naked or anything like that." And sure. I said, "We were on a remote road, yeah. you know, where there was no traffic. We just happened right. to get you know, and we had shot there before. We had gone up there before, and we had done like a, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. In the middle of the road, we just kind of, you know, I had her wrapped in a white lace thing, you know, and she kind of took it off. And nobody bothered, not even a car came by. I mean, we were there for an hour that time, and nobody came yeah. by. So Sounds like you were targeted. Yeah, this time we set up. I had my lights out there on the street, and, they show, and the state police showed up. And so the state police, they, they started questioning us. And I was like, look, I work in the Senate with one of the, with one of the, uh, with one of the senators. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, so, I mean, you guys should really cut me a break. You know, if you don't, I'm going to call the mayor, you know, here at the town. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, and I'm going to see if you can, you know, if he can <laughs> do me a favor. And he was like, well, he said, since you know so many people, he said, we're going to have to get other people involved in this. So he, he made a couple <laughs> of phone calls and he was like, he says, like, this guy knows too many people. He said, you're going to have to come down here and, you know, come down with a team. So they, they brought, like, 10 guys down there. They didn't put any any of us in handcuffs. Wow. Nobody went nobody went in handcuffs. Lucky and you weren't was, in Scottsdale. Yeah, they would have handcuffed us and took us, right? Yeah. Right. And, you know, and w- the ambulance came and they examined us because we were in the middle of the COVID crisis at the time. Yeah. You know, and we were, we were out in the street. We had our masks. Mm-hmm. you know and everything but you know we were out on the we were out on the public street and uh yeah and so i mean the guy the the police came they had their masks and everything and and we were like uh i said you know i just said to him i said just do me one favor i said don't take the car by tow truck you know let us just follow you there and he was like no i can't do that i'm gonna have a police officer drive the car there and it's like that, that's fine just don't just don't tow it i don't want to pay towing fees right and, and they were nice you know just like no that's cool no problem yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. that cool so yeah we didn't have it wasn't that big of a problem but you know depending (laughs) on where you are now with the new law can be a real can be a real problem the judge showed me all the new articles you know the eroticism and the uh the public nudity and the uh, public exhibitionism you know like if you're having sex in public that's uh i think that's seven days in jail you know in Mm. a local jail and a and a uh, like a fifty dollar or a hundred dollar fine something like that (laughs) Yeah, so get a room. There you go. Exactly, get a room, and and there is a motel. You know, a third. It's like a fifteen or twenty dollar motel around the corner here. No tell motel. 
There you go, bugs off. I'm sure you guys have <laughs> exactly. I'm sure you guys have them in uh, in Thailand as well. No comment. No comment. So I want to know what else do you what else do you do, Bruce? So you do adult uh, consulting, yes. you know, adult marketing consulting, um, and you have the the brokerage, which is the adult website brokerage. What else do you do? And that that's really our main thrust. Well, the other is general consulting, where let's say let's say you come to me and you say hey bruce i want to get into the adult industry um uh, i'm a photographer but i want to put up my own website what i would do is i would help you facilitate that and i would um you know uh, bring in all the right um subcontractors uh, help the site get built um and supervise it and make sure everything's done right Bring in payments, bring in, you know, NATs if necessary, bring in, um, you know, uh, content management system, everything that a website would need to be successful. And then if they wish to hire the marketing firm, then that, then it goes to the marketing firm to get it out there. Okay. Or they can market it themselves. And what can the marketing firm do for the adult, for the adult website or for the adult entertainer? Because yeah. you know today we have so many independent content yeah. creators yeah. and so many porn stars have converted. And right. so, what can what can you do for the independent guy? Well, you know, I I'm not going to say that I'm a social media expert. If somebody just wants social media, I will usually turn them on to someone who specializes in that depending on what type of social media they wish to they wish to do um so as far as the independent uh performers go i really don't work with many of them um, like the only fans people and stuff like that's not your yeah, forte. not not necessarily more someone who wants to do a pay site or someone wants to do a cam site or, or something like that and then also keep in mind that I work in a lot with B2B. So a lot of people, let's say they're a payment processor that wants to enter the adult space, I can help them. Or uh, they're a collection agency that wants to enter the adult space. Um, or whatever service is in mainstream now but wants to get into adult. Or they've just got a new, a new idea, a new company. Uh, that they want to introduce to the adult space. All of those things uh, we can help them do uh, with with adult business consulting, and then also the marketing firm, if uh, you know, if need be. So, uh, but, but my main but my main thrust is really the website brokering. That's where I spend about ninety percent of my time. Now we call that adult real estate. No. <laughs> yes. Because yes. really, what it is, it is real estate, but it's digital real estate. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's, look, it's it's getting more valuable. Um, obviously, the pandemic was really good for business. There, were, yes. there was more and more and more business for everyone. And it and, continues. Yes, absolutely. And that's the beauty. I predicted, and I was wrong, that after the <laughs> pandemic, things would drop off. Well, I, they, I thought the I, same. They, they absolutely, well, it was just logic. They absolutely have not, because what happened was, in the end, more people got engaged with the industry, more people got engaged with porn, and they liked it. 
and they kept doing it and some of them turned their friends on to it um i think that the you know just for fans and only fans and um you know i want clips and and all of those sites they're bringing a lot of people into the industry who hadn't been there before where they may like one particular performer and then that performer's on a site you know and then they go to the site and they join the site um so you know there's there's just a lot of carryover i think going on uh from from that and let's face it <laughs> the clip and fan sites are now a very very large percentage of the business in the adult industry it's an yeah inc- I- it's incredible and it's 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 something that um it's 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 been a boom that's happened and it's happened like almost all at once you know well yeah for sure now i want to i wanted to pick your brain really quick because i don't want to take up a lot of your time i know you're don't pick very it too, very busy. don't pick it too much kevin because there's not much left <laughs> i know i'm in the same boat bro don't yes, worry yes yes i understand but what about what what do you think about social media and where we're going with social media and <laughs> the new and emerging social medias that are out there you know i know i don't know if you've ever talked to mike pinto from portugal oh, from smutty awesome. from smutify yeah yeah i mean mike, mike mike and i you know we we try to work together to get to get the word yeah, out there i know and i know twitter is kind of like i don't know i i saw that twitter is kind of like heading out the door. It was one yeah. of the things that for adult trend. for adult, yes. Yes. <laughs> Seems to be the case. So you think that it's going to start drifting out of the adult industry and well, it already maybe has. We'll be- it already has. A lot of people have been shadow banned. Uh so, you know, Well, I everything mean- in adult is shadow banned. Is shadow banned literally. I mean, mm. I I can tell you that I've been shadow banned. I had two websites that uh, two uh, Twitter accounts that were banned because they had the word erotic in the name Jeez. and uh, that that went away because you know what it was it was Mexico has their own uh, what do you call it they have their own office and so in yeah, Mexico yeah. they don't permit the use of the word erotic or anything like that and in the US where I'm registered now and I use a, what do you call it a VPN. A proxy? Yeah, I use a proxy. Yeah. And uh or a, v- or a VPN, connect. yeah. Yeah. And and so that way I don't, you know, they don't see that I'm in Mexico and I don't have a mm. problem with my username. But I mean, they closed my 120,000 you know, uh follower that's, account that, that I had sucks. built over years. That really yeah, sucks. And, and the other one, my photography account was 80,000. And believe it or not, they closed my personal photography account immediately i don't know whether they related it to my ip address but as soon as i opened my personal account because i do vanilla photography i do model shoots i do catalog stuff and and Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. so of course i wanted to promote it on social media and i never had a problem on instagram or facebook but i had a problem on on twitter right which i thought was odd i don't know if it's ip associated or what it is not sure not sure i mean yeah Look, Facebook has already abandoned us. Um, oh, of course. Um, Instagram has semi-abandoned us uh, because they're married to Facebook. Uh, Twitter is abandoning us. So platforms like Mike's, you know, Smutify. Smutify, yep. And, and others, okay, are really necessary. 
okay you know you know another one is uh you know um uh, tickle.life is another one um and there's one that Corlin is exclusive. working on oh really well that doesn't surprise me at all exclusive.life is another one zach is doing some amazing stuff in um in australia with that in fact zach and i do some things together uh, he's been a big help to me um so yeah it doesn't surprise me Corlin's doing something Corlin's always well she's pr- she's promoting <laughs> i mean she's got to be the most well-rounded businesswoman that i have come across in the adult industry yeah, i don't know when she sleeps to be honest with you so <laughs> don't so know these either. so these adult only platforms these <laughs> these adult only um uh platforms are necessary because oh, yeah. You know, otherwise, our people are going to have nowhere to, uh, nowhere to go. So, and you think it's? Do you think that social media is really important? I mean, I ask you because um, 20, 26 years ago, <laughs> I was a, a, a what do you call it, a travel influencer before mm-hmm. there was social media. Mm. So why can't I be an adult entertainment influencer without social media? Mm. Is it just that the social media is so important today? Yes, yes. And social social media takes up such a large percentage of the oxygen now. That's the main reason. Um, so you absolutely need social media now uh, to survive. And I find myself using it more and more. Um, do I like it? No. Um, but it's a, it's a necessary evil. And um, yeah, for our you know, industry or for all industries? Well, for all industries, I believe. I, I I don't know if there's an industry that shouldn't be using social, social media, media as you know up to its potential. And I don't even use it up to its potential. I'll be honest; I'm not using the adult um, platforms like I should, and that's the next step. I'm I'm still. And keep in mind, mine's pretty vanilla, so I'm I'm using Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and um, YouTube and a lot of things because what I do really isn't adult. I mean, you've listened you've listened to my podcast, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know you know that it really isn't an adult quote unquote podcast, and even even the uh, the regular podcast platforms allow people to swear and people to do this and people to do that and so, talk about sex but yeah no... exactly. well well here's hoping you know i mean it's that it, there's nothing more natural so you know i uh, for, for me it's all important okay um and i have little by little by little by little increased my social media uh, Zach, Zach's actually been helping me with a lot of that because he's brilliant when it comes to it, and of course, what he's done at Exclusive uh, Life has been has been amazing, and it's 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 still growing. Um, and that's another one you should be definitely partnering with because uh, he's very they're very good. So, you know, yeah, social media is here; it's not going away. Uh, it'll continue to morph. There will be more platforms. Um, some things will look different as time goes on. Um, you know, I mean, what was that? What was that first social media platform that kind of um, 
uh, kind of disappeared that used to be really popular. I can't <coughs> think of it right now. But anyway, there will be some that will The disappear. one from Microsoft? I don't know. I don't even remember. Um, anyway, <coughs> anyway, um, it had a dumb name, but I, I forget what it was. But it, <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I think Facebook is going to fade greatly. It already has, and it's going to fade more. Um, who knows what this whole metaverse thing's going to be? Uh, right now, it just looks like a lot of bells and whistles. Will it actually happen? Who knows? Okay. I mean, it's there's just so much unknown. Um, and I'm not really a tech expert, but what I will say, I know enough about tech to get myself in trouble. What I, what I, what I will what I will say is that. You know, tech is is continuing to advance, and every year it's something different. And that also goes for threats. <laughs> the security threats get worse and worse. So anyway, yeah, I'm sure you saw my post on XBiz today. I was just uh, mm -hmm. venting and trying to figure out what uh, <laughs> was that. What that was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get so frustrated that you know that people out there dedicate their time just to seeing how they can screw other people. Oh, oh God! Yes. yes. Yep. It uh, it bothers me that there's people like that in the world, but there's lots of bad people in the world, and uh, there always will be. And unfortunately, they have uh, they have ways to really badly hurt people now with the internet. Oh yeah. I mean, how long how long have you been an internet user? I'm just I'm just curious oh. because I know when oh, I started. No. Experimenting a little bit with the internet, probably ah uh, thirty years, maybe. I don't know. Sounds yeah. Right. I know mine. I know mine was like in the early nineteen eighties. Mm -hmm. I, I connected for the first time. Mm. Um, oh, you were early. Yeah. Yeah, and I and early. I I was actually looking at porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't mainstream porn like porn like we know it today. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was a New Yorker, and if I wanted to see shows or or videos or anything like that, I went to Forty Second Street. Yeah. Or to yeah. Times Square. Oh, you know the eighties. Boy, that's the eighties. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at least we got something to thank Rudy for, besides some good laughs. Oh, yeah. God. Cleaning you, up Times Square. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you saw that, saw what, how he got, uh, how uh, he got uh, absolutely just completely vilified in that movie where he, where he tried to screw that girl, that young girl. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't see that. Talking, talking about, um, oh, God. Again, I can't think of it, but, but um, it's the guy who supposedly comes here from another country. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, it's pretty funny shit. Anyway. So I always like to I lo always like to end every every episode with the guest telling me what advice would you give to somebody who wants to break into the adult industry today? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Here's the thing. Okay, we need uh, new people. We need smart people, okay? Um, I think mainstream people coming into adult is fantastic because it's, um, we need new blood. We constantly need new blood. 
Um, you know, if you're if you're young and good looking, then the fan and clip sites are fantastic for you um, because you can make a lot of money. And along with that, you know, obviously there's always pay sites looking for new talent. Um, if you're looking on the B2B side, you know, our side, my side of the business more than anything else. Um, again, talented people are needed. Uh, smart people are needed. I, I had a kid look me up on, and I do say kid because he's, he's just out of college and he's very smart in analytics. And he said, I'm looking to get hired on by one of the large porn companies. And I connected him with some of my contacts uh, at some of the big companies um, because eh, somebody with that kind of knowledge on analytics, I mean, they could uh, they could make a lot of money together, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think that um, I think that there's room for lots of new people. Um, if you're going to start a project, my advice would be have lots of money. Don't go in half cocked like I did and get yourself expert advice, whether it be our firm, whether it be someone else who has experience in the industry who can help you, really wants to help you and not take your money. Um, and, you know, I mean, if, if, you, if you have enough money to invest and you want to buy a website, that's something we can certainly help you with. Um, little shameless plug right there but <laughs> you know i mean there's all kinds of opportunities in adult it's a huge industry um i love new people in it i love to see young people in it i love to go to the shows and see fresh faces that are you know that are that are still pretty young people that uh, you know want to uh want to bring their enthusiasm to our industry because there's so many jaded people kevin uh, there's so many people in adult that are jaded. It's nice to meet people that still have a fresh outlook. I try to have a fresh outlook every day. Um, and I, um, you know, I, I hope more people can come into the industry that do. Well, I think it's important to have a fresh perspective on, on what we're doing. Yes. You know, because if we're not evolving, you know, we become stagnant and we're not a sellable product. No. And, no matter what and, and, you let, do. and let's face it, and let's face it, you look at most sites, okay? You look at most scenes, there just still is not enough originality, okay? No, you, it was better in the 1970s and 80s, let's be honest. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well, that was that was some that was some entertaining stuff. The John Holmes More days and times like that. Yeah, or was that, was that it, even before John Holmes? That was probably before John. Holmes. Before you know, when we had Amber Lynn, we had Ginger mm. Lynn, yeah. and we yeah. we had more creativity, mm. and the the producers and there were writers. Yeah, and there were lighting people. I mean, the today it's just a guy with a video camera, or an iPhone, or an iPhone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can do a lot with an iPhone, man. Well, it, it records in four in four K now. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty. And cool. even the new the the iOS fourteen and above, it yeah. even takes photos in RAW. Wow. With the new Pro RAW option that that you can activate, I mean nice. the files are twenty five megabytes, but yeah. 
it's definitely an option, but you know, you really know, you have to know how to control the aperture. You have to know how to control the speed because sure. you can end up, you know, shooting a photo in raw 25 megabytes. That's useless because yeah. right. it, you know, you had an automatic and it detected that, uh, it didn't detect the movement. There was a little bit of movement, so it's blurry. Mm. You know, and people don't people don't understand that. Yeah, blurry. That those are the kind of photos I take. That's why my <laughs> wife doesn't want me to take a photo. You know, keeping in mind my wife's Thai. Well, a Asian people are very, very particular about their pictures, and I take a picture of her, and she she just like put you know puts her put does a face plant you know, and she goes no, and then she'll do a selfie. I'm getting better, okay, but man, she is a she is a tough judge. Well, yeah. I mean, women are the worst critics of photography. <laughs> yeah. Because they want to look perfect. No, Asian women are the worst critics of photography. <laughs> I think all women. I don't know. Maybe Asian people. Uh, I think all the women. The worst. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but that's. I mean, you know. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, we're we're evolving not only with the people, but with the tools that we have to work with. Right. You know, because. Today, iPhone came out with uh, with the con well, not today, but recently, iPhone came out with the concept of what's called Pro Raw. Yeah, and you know, and so you can shoot with your i with your iPhone with iOS 14 or above. You can shoot raw photos, mm -hmm. which we can import into Lightroom, and mm -hmm. we can we can edit. It doesn't lose any of the. It's not compressed. We don't we don't lose any of the uh, quality. But um, right. you know the the bottom line is is that you know if you're going to be shooting professional content, you want a professional to be working with you. Right. So you know right. you really need to go out there and find professionals. No matter whether you're looking for a consultant, whether you're looking for a photographer, whether you're looking for a cameraographer, mm -hmm. you know a, a guy to shoot your videos for you. Right. You need to find a professional to help you. And yeah. I mean there are people out there that will work based on sales yes you know it's not a matter of impossibility yeah. you know today almost anything is possible right and there's so many emerging photographers that have talent yes you know and people confuse the fact that photography has to do with the equipment that you have it doesn't god only no. knows <laughs> that you can have you can have a hundred and fifty dollar camera and shoot incredible shots hmm. focus on lighting focus yeah, yeah, on yeah. you know your composition right, right you don't need to go out and invest you know thousands of dollars in a camera no. or a lens you know lenses ap apart from the you know from setting up the lighting and apart from all the rest of the the, the basic photography aspects of shooting a shot right you know the the second most important thing would be the lens not the yes. camera and people yes. don't understand that it's the number uh it's the glass that's in the lens which right. is why you know you look at you look at canon versus um you look at canon lenses versus nikon lenses you look at canon lenses versus other lenses you know and they use high quality glass and it's the amount of glass that they use in each of the lens right. you know i pick up i you know i say this to people here, hold my camera and my lens. And they're like, oh my mm -hmm. God, this thing weighs a ton. Right. Well, yeah, of course, because it's not the camera that weighs a ton. 
It's the lens that weighs a ton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some of these things. They're massive, yeah. No, no, like, it's all about talent. It's all about knowing what to do. Exactly. It's, it's all. Kinda, it's it's kind of like it's kind of kind of like the guy with a big tool, but he doesn't know how to use it. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys can keep going out. You'll make Canon, Nikon, and the rest of them really happy buying the latest model camera, but it's not necessary. Right. You know, if you're just shooting for the internet, yeah. it's not necessary. Sure. If you're shooting for if you're shooting for publicity, you're going to shoot for billboards. You're going to be shooting for magazines. Yeah, then the equipment is a little bit more important. Yes. But, indeed. you know, if you're just shooting for the internet, yeah. any consumer camera is good. Just learn how to use it. Learn the basic techniques of lighting. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. Well, I think that if you don't have anything to add, Bruce. Oh, I don't know. I got lots of stuff I could add, <laughs> but... Uh, but hey, I really appreciate I really appreciate your time today. Um, also, we didn't mention uh, our podcast, Adult Site Broker Talk, which you will be a guest on soon. I know. Um, yes, yes, So yes. Uh, we'll be setting that interview up shortly. Um, so everybody needs to to listen in for that. I don't know when this segment's running, but we got. We got guests lined up uh, already in the can all the way into July. So I mean, we've we've been busy. And oh I wow! And I thought I was that. bad into May. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can be bribed, Kevin. I can be bribed. But hey, there I you really, go. I, I really appreciate your time. Well, we really appreciate you being here, Bruce. And and that's it for tonight's episode. And and I do want to thank Bruce. Uh, for sharing all of his experience over the years with, you know, adult websites and with marketing adult content. Um, I mean, it's just incredible to have somebody here that's from my same generation that, you know, has experienced everything from the beginning, you know, not, not from the beginning of what was pornography, but what was the beginning of the, not really the, the digital, the digital age and the VHS age. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're old. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my pleasure. And and we're going to share your social media, your links to your uh, to your website, and of course your links right. to your to your podcast in the description so our listeners can find you quickly and if anybody has any questions about buying or selling their website, they can contact you directly. Sounds um, good. And if you guys want to appear on the podcast and talk about your sexual fantasies, experience, desires, or any topic. Oh, wait a minute. We can talk about that? Wait, wait a minute. (laughs) I got some. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely can, Bruce. But, you know, message me, email me, and, and I'll gladly contact you back. I respond to everybody. So until next week, I am Kevin, your host. The erotic photographer wishing you a great night filled with erotic fantasies and incredible sex. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>